This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Justin Fields did a podcast. 33rd team, St. Brown Brothers, EQ, and Amon Ra. And may have asked out without even knowing it. Has no idea that he actually demanded a trade from the Chicago Bears. It has not been reported by anyone that he's demanded a trade, right? No. no. Have not heard that. But he did. I'm going to tell you why in a second. Unsportsmanlike is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs from quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options. Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Here, ladies and gentlemen, Justin Fields, Chicago Bears. Here he is asking out of Chicago. I'm out of this. I'm out of this. I like LeBron. I like LeBron. I love LeBron too. He said he likes LeBron more than Michael. That's it. That is that is demanding a trade. That's blasphemy in Chicago. You cannot be the Chicago Bears no. quarterback no. and say that you are going to take LeBron over Michael. You could say, I'm a huge LeBron fan. I, I played at Ohio State. I've appreciated him. I love him. He's I look up to him. Nothing wrong with that. You can't be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears and say, yeah, give me LeBron over Michael. That's He asked out. I'm reporting right now. He just asked out. Think about this. If you were with when you were with the Giants, mm. if you were to say, you know, my goal is to be like Mark Gastineau and Joe Klecko along the defensive line, probably not going to go over well. Those are Jets all-time offensive yeah. linemen. A uh, defensive lineman. Defensive excuse me. New York Sack Exchange. Yeah. There are things in sports that if you're part of some organization, you cannot say. Yeah. And Justin Fields did that yesterday. He can't do that. No, he can't do that. But here's the thing. He's seen LeBron, prime LeBron. He didn't see prime Michael Jordan. I don't yeah, care. You got to know. I'm with you. I'm with you. Sometimes you got to tell a sports lie. Sometimes it happens. You're in Chicago. They got a statue of Jordan outside of the United Center. Yeah. He, like, it's just, you, you got to know your audience. Yeah. What's he going to say next? Deep dish? Overrated? Yeah, you can't do well, that. But it is. It's not. But he can't say that. Blasphemous. But he can't say that. He can't say it, though. No. He no, can't say the quiet part it. out loud. He can't say that he thinks LeBron is better than Jordan or that deep dish is overrated. He knows that that is going to turn off Chicago Bears fans. But I think he's at the point right now where he probably doesn't care. But that's bad. Oh, he does care, though. That's why he's talking so much. <laughs> he does care. He's wearing his feelings on his sleeve. Like, that's what's happening right now. And that's the exact opposite of what Justin Fields should be doing. Say less, bro. Right now, just go through the process. I know it's frustrating. I know there's a lot of anxiety because you don't know where your football future lies and your career mortality as a starter in this league. But you just got to accept that this is a part of the business. That's it. That's what's happening right now. It's business. The Chicago Bears are trying to do what's in their best interest, and you need to be trying to do what's in your best interest. Even if it's not with the Chicago Bears, you need to present yourself in a way that another franchise feels good about trading premium picks for you, about exercising your fifth-year option, and ultimately giving you a contract that's going to pay you 45 to $50 million a year. And you know what? When teams decide to make that kind of commitment at the quarterback spot, it's usually for guys that display a certain level of professional decorum, guys that know when to shut the hell up and guys that know when to speak up. Right now, at this time in the NFL calendar, it's time to shut the hell up. You're not addressing your teammates. You're not addressing the locker room. This is not the time for you to be vocal. This is the time for you to say less, let the process bear itself out, and just know that the version of you that shows up, whether it's with the Chicago Bears in 2024 or with another team, is going to be better than any version of Justin Fields that we've seen for the first three years in the NFL. Maybe he thinks that if he talks a lot like Aaron Rodgers, he'll get more power. 
Maybe he's, he's taking that route. I'm kidding, obviously. Yeah, I was about to say. No, I'm kidding, obviously. But that that's kind of what it, it – you're either the quiet type, like a Justin Herbert who doesn't say anything and you really don't know what he's thinking, or you're kind of an Aaron Rodgers type where you're out there and you let your feelings be known. And you really don't want to be on the Rodgers side of the fence if you're Justin Fields. What he did with this LeBron over MJ take reminded me, and you're a Yankee fan, CeCe. Nuno, our producer, is a Yankee fan, of when Aaron Boone showed the team the 2004 – ALCS as motivation when the Yankees blew a 3 nothing lead. It's like you can't – Could you? I, this is such blasphemy in my mind. Could you imagine with your team, the St. Louis Cardinals, somebody coming in and be like, you know, my favorite team of all time, the 16 Cubs. You can't say that. You just cannot do this kind of stuff. And I think that he's asking out without asking out. I think it is such an absurd – I got a text just now, okay, mm. from Danny Z, one of our sales guys at ESP 1000 in Chicago – he watched the last dance. He knows MJ's greatness. Get him on the next plane to Atlanta. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm telling you, this is how people feel. This is how people feel about this. Because every single sports fan knows that when you're a fan of a certain team, the players have to immediately adopt that team and that market. And you no can doubt. and you cannot well, you tell us. What like you go to Baltimore. You're from New York. You go to Baltimore. You're I'm not can- walking around in a Yankees jersey. <laughs> I'm just not. Right. It's ba- that's bad for business. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. You're all of a sudden yeah. crab cake your favorite food. Exactly. Just like I'm, I'm, I'm a New York Giant. Everybody in the world knows I'm a Lakers fan. I ain't broadcasting that I'm a Lakers fan to the local media. Yeah. I, I'm not going on the local outlets. I'm not going on, you know, all of the local shows and saying, hey, yeah, I'm a Lakers fan. I don't really care about the Knicks. The Knicks are no good. I'm rooting against the Knicks. <laughs> See ya. I'm not going to do that. See ya. Because, yeah. because certain things are sacred. Exactly. Michael Jordan exactly. is sacred in Chicago. Exactly. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. What... Fan base are you, and what can you not say? Like, like if you're a fan of whatever team, it, you need your players to embrace that team. Like I was saying to Pat Costello, who's an Eagles fan, I said, could you imagine – actually, Nick Sirianni probably would do this. But could you imagine if Nick Sirianni's like, we need to really emulate the Cowboys triplets. We need this to be like Aikman, Irvin, and Emmett. Like, think about that. Yeah, I mean, imagine being like Micah Parsons and, like, showing up to a Sixers game in a Sixers just – oh, wait, he did that. Uh, that, is, <laughs> that is bad. That, that is happened. bad. That actually happened. That is bad. You can't do that. That would be like somebody going to Ohio State and being like, you know who I love? Jim Harbaugh. What a quirky guy. <laughs> you can't, you that cannot is, do you that. Cannot you cannot do, do that. that. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. Dennis, uh, watching on ESPN2 in Delaware, joins us here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. What's up, Dennis? Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. I'm a longtime Dolphin fan, and that would be like me saying it's okay for Bill Belichick to break Don Shula's record. That's a great one. That's a great one. Or or, or think about this. Tua saying, you know, I was always more of a growing up on the West Coast, Hawaii, I was always more of a Montana over Marino guy. Can't do that. You can't say that. that. Can't do that. Dan is the man. That's all you say. Can't do it. Go ahead, Dennis. Can I just finish this other point? Now, this is um, what I was saying was, you know, Chris was saying that uh, the Dolphins can't uh, franchise tag Christian Wilkins until the quarterback situation is resolved. And now that's either a long-term contract with Tour or trading him. I'm okay with trading Tour as a longtime Dolphin fan. His trade value might never be higher. He led the league in passing with 4,600 yards, and he can't win against the league competition with the Dolphins. So I'm okay with trading Tour to maybe Atlanta or the Broncos or Raiders, get some compensation compensation and take a shot at Justin Fields. I mean, Mike McDaniels could develop Justin Fields into a superstar, and I don't think Justin will mind playing in South Florida. 
Um, that's just my thoughts on that. What do you guys think? Listen, I, I want to see more from Tua. And, and he checked the box this year by staying healthy mm-hmm. the entire regular season, starting all the games. But the, the thing that gives me a little cause for pause is the way that this team finished. I mean, the loss early December to the Tennessee Titans at home to Will Levis, inexcusable. I mean, losing down the stretch to the Buffalo Bills in the regular season finale that cost you a division, unexcusable. Those are the games that I need you to show up. Those are the games that I need you to win. So you don't have to face the Kansas City Chiefs in the wild card round on the road. Like, those are the reasons why I'm paying you $45, $50 million a year. And so I think you have to put a pin in the Tua contract extension conversation. You play out the string with the fifth-year option, and you see where you land after the year, knowing that you have the franchise tag in 2025 in your back pocket if he does perform up to expectations. But I'm not saying that the Miami Dolphins need to consider trading him or moving off of him this offseason. I think he's shown you enough to want to ride with him one more year, Mm -hmm. and you see what you got. I'm not trying to move the goalposts, but I think it's a situation – for Miami, where you need you to see Tua be the difference in why your team wins consequential games down the stretch in the regular season. Flo in Chicago listening on ESPN 1000 talking about Justin Fields' trade demand, saying LeBron over Michael. <laughs> what's up, Flo? Hey, good good morning, good morning. What's up, what's up? Uh, first off, I want to volunteer my services to drive Justin to Atlanta. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen today. Down there. <laughs> I will personally drive him down there. Thank him for his services. I know he's a great guy, but he lost me the minute he said LeBron over Michael. I mean, wow. that that's a no-no. That That is such a cardinal sin in this city. You, you just can't do that. Uh, and secondly, I was going to remind you guys about the time that Brady wore the Yankee hat. Remember he got spotted out yep. in Boston wearing a Yankee hat? Yep. I'm sure that that uh, – I'm sure Boston fans went – Senile over that yeah. one. But just a little bit of the difference, though. Tom Brady won six championships, <laughs> went to nine Super Bowls with the Patriots. He's got a little money in not, the bank. Not, not, yeah. the, not the same kind <laughs> yeah. of success for Justin Fields <laughs> with Chicago fans. Very fair. Uh, <laughs> Patrick in New Orleans listening on 100.3 FM in New Orleans. What's up, Patrick? All right. You know, if you start off a press conference with the words, first off, I'd like to apologize to the Atlanta Falcons. You're the Saints head coach. You should be fired before you leave the podium. Ah, uh, good one. Good one. That's the Dennis Allen thing at the end with Jameis and the kneel down. Last thing I want to say, last thing I want to say is before I go on is I would like when I die, I want the, the Falcons pull a twenty-eight three lead on my tombstone. Okay, well, um, rest in peace, <laughs> guys. There's one that we know we know this person very well, some better than others. Our friend Jay Williams. He is a Duke legend, but mm-hmm. he talked about how he wanted to play for Carolina. Yep. They just didn't recruit him. They 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 chose differently, but he wanted to go there. And he talks about it all the time. Imagine that guy. Well, Jay got a lot of crap for that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Took a I lot mean, of heat. But he's just being honest. But yeah, I mean, it's one of those sports lies, can't right? Yeah. Can't say you it. just can't say, can't say it. it. <laughs> you can't say it in that spot. Yeah. Uh, Edward in North Carolina. Can't say that they were your number two. Yeah. No. Can't say that. You were, my, yeah. you were my second choice. I'm sure that didn't I go think about like if you got married and like, ah, oh, you know, you were my second choice. <laughs> you were my second choice. <laughs> yeah, that would not That's go over not well. Fly. Not, not going to go, go over well. Edward, what's up? Hey, good morning, y'all. Morning. I'm a Tar Heel and nothing to talk smack about Michael Jordan. Tar Heels. <laughs> I'm telling you. Edward's this, ready to pack is, Justin Fields up, too. Just, right? <laughs> He's done. Not that he wasn't prior, but this is going to be the moment for Justin Fields where people are going to remember and say, I'm sorry. Like, we can't defend you anymore. 
And you, there were a lot of Bears fans who were kind of on the fence about Justin Fields. A lot of people man, in Chicago were saying maybe they should build around him, retain him, trade that number one overall pick for, for some more capital to really invest in the team around Justin Fields. I wonder how those people who thought that are feeling today. That's a great point because, I mean, I was in Chicago for the holidays and people were like, man, you're being so hard on Justin yeah, Fields. Yeah, people there like him. Hey, listen, he's our guy. We don't, we don't need to use the number one pick on another quarterback. We got Justin Fields. Trade back, get more picks, build the team around him. I'm just like... We saw this movie last year. Yep. It didn't work out for you. Even though the team finished strong, they were out of it after the trade deadline. It was done. Like At some point, you're going to have to win games when it can actually make a difference in terms of what your season looks like. Like the Chicago Bears are the kings of winning meaningless games down the stretch. <laughs> they got, like, at some point, you need to win games that matter, big games. And, of course, when we say that there's this – there's this lack of success in that regard. Everybody wants to point to the quarterback position. And with a clear and obvious opportunity to upgrade based on what I've seen, based on what NFL scouts are saying about this draft class in comparison to Justin Fields, I don't know how you pass and I don't know how you justify the opportunity cost of staying with Justin Fields, especially after you tried that last year and you passed on C.J. Stroud. Look how that turned out for the Houston Texans. CC gave Caleb Williams great advice earlier today in our show. He said, continue to do what you're doing and saying nothing. I'm going to add to that piece of advice. When you get drafted by the Bears, show up in all (laughs) Jumpman gear. Just no everything, doubt. everything Jumpman, all Jordan, all the time. He might be sponsored by Jordan by, by that point. By, by that now? Point, by that point, he might be sponsored <laughs> he by Jordan. Be. He, he should, should be. He should be. He might be exactly right. Jordan after. <laughs> We're on Sportsman Life, presented by Progressive Insurance. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. When you are a member of what team? You can't say what. Basically is what's happening right now. Justin Mm. Fields, a member of the Bears, he can't say that LeBron is better than Michael. If you're a member of... The Milwaukee Bucks, like we just heard, Giannis can't be like, you know, don't love Rodgers, Favre, and Star. Don't think they're great. Can't really say that can't kind of stuff. That. Can't, can't do that, do that. Might kind of stuff. might be able to get away with the Rodgers one, though. Maybe. You might be able to get away with the Rodgers <laughs> one these days. Not Good far. point. Yeah, you might be able to get away with the Rodgers one. They still one. love Brett Favre, though. Uh, yeah, that they do. Uh, Nathan in Wisconsin, ESPN Milwaukee, 94.5, joins us here on Unsportsmanlike. What's up, Nathan? 
How you doing? Yeah, um, I'm a hardcore Packers fan and Bucks fan, and uh, that statement even offends me. LeBron better than MJ. That's just that's absolutely ludicrous. I can't believe that he would would say that. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers on that on the way out would have said that, you know, Wisconsin cheese sucks and California cheese is better, we'd have ran him out of the state with you know torches and pick, pitchforks. It's it's just it's horrible. I think he kind of did do things like that, to be honest, on the way out with Rodgers. But, yeah, I mean, there's some things you can't you can't speak negatively about the town that you're in if you're a representative of that town as an athlete. You just can't. And up until right now, he's still a representative of, of Chicago. No question. No question. So we heard there about the uh, Milwaukee Bucks from um, all of our different uh, sound coming back there. And Brian Winhorst, senior NBA writer, NBA Today, had this to say about the Milwaukee Bucks in the second half of the season. And the reality of the modern NBA is that you earn it with your stars year to year. And a star's contract status no longer means that he is safe in an organization. And that's not to imply anything there with Giannis. The Bucks understand that as well as anybody. Even though he signed a big contract extension before the season, that really only protected the Bucks to get a huge return in the event that he does ask for a trade. The reason the Bucks have been so proactive is because they know they have no margin for error when it comes to Giannis, as any team with a megastar doesn't have in this day and age Giannis extension one coach fired another coach hired that coach fired Doc Rivers hired uh JJ Reddick has to say what he has to say (laughs) Austin Rivers responds the way he responds Pat Bev gets involved is there any second part of the NBA season storyline that is bigger right now than the Milwaukee Bucks is that the biggest one out there I think it is I mean I wanted it to be what's going to happen with the Lakers and potentially setting up for NBA summer I wanted it to be about Clip City, Chip City, question mark, and whether or not L.A. Clippers could get over the hump, get to the NBA Finals. But I don't think it's going to be about that. I think it's going to be about Giannis Watch. Everybody wants to see what the second half of the Bucks season looks like, and could Giannis be the next in line of big NBA stars that ask out of their current situation after signing a contract extension? Yeah, there's... Certainly a lot of other intriguing situations that people are monitoring. You mentioned the Lakers, Golden State, Phoenix. I think Boston is a big point of intrigue. Can Jason Tatum get it done with this team? Yeah, but isn't Boston a wake-me-up when we get to the playoffs type of situation? I was going to say, but those situations don't have the drama and the tentacles and the potential repercussions that this one does. Yeah, not only – I totally agree with your Boston point, by the way. Not only wake me up when you get to postseason. Wake me up until there's a clinching game in a conference final one way or another, either against you or for you. Like they've been there so many times. I agree. Like I, unless there's an injury, Boston's not as they're, they're really good. We all yeah. know they're really good. Denver's really good. We all know that. Clippers are really good. I do think Lakers and Warriors seeding. I think that is something. I know that you're kind of writing the Lakers off championship wise. Do you wise. think either one of those teams can win a title this year? See, I'm dumb. Clip that. <laughs> I'm dumb in this regard. And Smalls always says this about me that I have a tough time saying goodbye to things. Big right? time, big time. I have a tough time saying goodbye to Steph Curry and LeBron James as title contenders. Like I just, I can't do it until they actually lose. So it may be ignorant. It wasn't in the NFL because the Chiefs won it all, and yeah. it was the same kind of thing, right? I have a tough time doing that. You Can are probably one of those right. Teams beat the Clippers or the Nuggets if fully healthy. Again, no. I am dumb. I always think that they can because of those two guys. Maybe you need to take the Justin Fields route and just unfollow. You know, yeah. maybe it's time to just walk away. Just let it go. You still rock with them, but you're just not going to follow. Them. It's not. I mean, I trust. I'm not rocking with LeBron as much as the Warriors, but I. I just. I don't know. I. I'm not writing them off. The regular season drama with the Milwaukee Bucks is something that I would say is the the number one storyline. So much so that like I still believe there's a a, a chance that Doc Rivers gets there and it's like 
what am I doing? Why am I here? And I know the money. I get it. He already said he, already said he asked ownership the question. Why, why do you want to hire me? Okay, I have said I <laughs> believe it's possible. What, what, what are you doing? Are you, are you sure? Like, why are you doing this? Can we wait? No? You already did it? Okay. I have said it's possible. You guys have last, laughed. But I'm going to re-ask the question. Is it possible that Doc Rivers just says at some point before the end of the season, why am I here? I'm out. No, I don't think he'd do no. that. After he's no. made this commitment, I don't think he would do that. Why, why would you walk away from $40 million you know you I got know. coming to you? I know. Why that would you walk away so from that? so much money. $40 million. Why are you walking away from and it? And TV's I, not going anywhere. Right? You can come back and do TV whenever you want. No. no TV's not got a championship winning coach. Doc Rivers. Yeah. Doc Rivers and J.J. Redick in the booth together? Now listen, Doc, <laughs> Doc Rivers is more accomplished than J.J. Redick is. I'm not like arguing more, that. more cop. Like there's, there's no, there's no argument there. I think JJ Reddick would agree with that. Yeah. So I mean, so, so yeah. He, Doc Rivers, if he wants to be in television, whether it's with our network or somewhere, Doc Rivers can be in television whenever he wants. He will have a job. No question. Would you want to see him with JJ Reddick in the booth? That'd be great. That'd uh, be great. Of course. That'd be great. You can put that behind a paywall. I'm going to tune in. <laughs> the size yes. has the ultimate I might not cast. pay for Wi-Fi, but I'm going to pay I'm for that. Exactly. I ain't going to get the airplane, the Wi-Fi money, but I'll get money for that, for sure. That, so basically, we'll have Breen and Doris on the regular finals broadcast, which is an A-plus broadcast yeah. team. Two Hall of Famers. Phenomenal. Yeah. And then the alternate broadcast. Doc Rivers <laughs> and, and J.J. Reddick, Reddick on detail. Oh, that'd be great. Like that'd be amazing. Yeah, 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 like the detail <laughs> with, oh, with, Austin, with Austin Rivers and Pat Bev as sideline reporters. Yes, yes. <laughs> and Kendrick Perkins just knocking on the door to get in there. Stand on business. <laughs> We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Tim Legler is here. He will be at Madison Square Garden on Saturday night. Celtics and Knicks. The call, ESPN Radio, 8 p.m. Eastern ESPN app with our buddy Chris Carlin. Oh, so just a 
yeah. you know, a word of advice when you're working with Carlin. You got, I'm, you just tell, I'm just telling you, you're going to have to fight for your airtime. Yeah, well, you're going to have to fight for it. He pretty much already warned me of that. It's yeah, the Chris Carlin yeah, show. Yeah, and I'm just there. He's going to get wow. his. Yeah. He'll tell you before the broadcast. Radio, he's get his. radio is different for an, for a, a color analyst anyway because it's weird because I you only have from the time the ball is inbounded till the cross is half court. Because then he's got to describe everything that's happening, right? Yeah. So it's just yeah. kind of weird, man. You got to get in and quick, and then wait for a free throw and talk a little bit. So I've always yeah. found radio to be challenging. Well, there was a reason we played who we played coming back in there with Prince. Yeah, um, with Raspberry Beret. Yeah. Have you ever seen that song performed in concerts? Uh, I've not. I don't think. I don't think I saw Little Red Corvette either. Mm. Would you like to explain why <laughs> that we are bringing this up, Lex? I'm assuming, is, you, yeah, you kind of caught me off guard with this. You're talking about my Prince story when yeah. we saw him at the Garden and yeah. he didn't play a lot of his big hits? That, that <laughs> yeah. <one>? yeah. <laughs> yes. Listen, listen, listen. To be fair, all of his songs are big hits. Right. And he had, yeah. certainly had more than enough. But some of the iconic ones, like we were waiting for, and the lights came on and no one moved. Like, okay, he's coming back out. He has to. And then they started breaking down the stage and we still sat there. Like, no, he has to. <laughs> he has to come out and sing "Little Red Corvette." It has to happen, and he didn't. And then it was just like, okay, let's just leave. It's a fascinating thing. You go to an artist concert. Do they have to perform their two biggest, most popular songs? Yes, yes. they should. Yes. Rega- even if it's Prince. Yes, yeah, I, think I know so. he was yes. an artist. I think and- so, man. At some point, you got to get it in there. Now he did do one cool thing. He played backup guitar on the act before him, which I think was Earth, Wind, and Fire, if I recall correctly. And he wow. he performed a song. And they went, did a lap around the lower bowl of Madison Square Garden, and, and he was in the back of that line, and no one knew it was him because he had a hoodie pulled up, and he was like all hunched over, and they got back up on stage, and the song finished, and then the light shined on him, and he put his, pulled his hoodie back, and it was Prince, and people lost their minds because they didn't realize that he was out there the whole time. And then he just went down into the stage, and I freaked out, and then he came back up and... <laughs> Started the concert. Tim Legler's yeah, the best is an analyst. awesome concert, by the way. Yeah. Oh, man. Earth, Wind, and Fire, and then that Prince. Prince, my Prince, Prince, by far, most talented person I've ever seen in concert. Like, the, yeah. the number of things he did in that show. Yeah. He's the best analyst. He anal- you give him anything, he's going to analyze it. The yeah. set list for Prince. So good. He's giving you the analysis. <laughs> so uh, we were just talking about the Globetrotter sh- shot chart. Like, uh, I uh, don't even get it. I told him. Okay, now I'm going to have to bring this up. I told him that I'm... I hope my son's not listening. I haven't told him this. Oh, God. I'm going to try to take my kids to the Globetrotters on Saturday. And you said what? I said, are they still as good as they, as they used to be? Because when I was young and I went, it was mind-blowing. Like, every ball felt like it went in. Then I took my kids when they were little, and I felt like they were, I don't know, I was a little bit off that night. They weren't quite, <laughs> they weren't quite like, blowing me away. It was a little underwhelming with the, with the, uh, the efficiency. <laughs> the efficiency of the, you know it's a show, right? Well, I do, but if you're going to take a half-court hook shot, Go in. Otherwise, I <laughs> yes, can do that. Yes, like this, exactly. This guy sitting next to me could go do that. I mean, exactly. I wanted to go in. That's all I'm saying. Oh, boy. That's all right. Uh, some NBA stuff. How do you feel about the Bucks right now and all the noise around them? <laughs> oh, Anything going on there? Uh, they're, they're, listen, they're a mess. And I think the best thing that could have happened to them probably was hit rock bottom right before the break, which is what they did. That loss to Memphis was embarrassing. Embarrassing. There's just no way that you can get outplayed by that group. And they did. And so now you take the break. I think you get a chance to recalibrate coming out of that. And I don't think necessarily it's going to be because of Doc Rivers. Like, Doc's all of a sudden now, he's had a week on the, you know, more on the job, and I get to really break down a film. You come in, and all these changes are going to take place, and, and now it's, I'm responsible for that. It's not going to be like that. I think the change is going to come from within Giannis Antetokounmpo mm-hmm. and his demands and accountability for how much better that team has to be defensively and how much harder they have to play. Because that really is their big issue. They have more than enough offensively. Uh, I don't think Dame and Giannis are quite flowing to the extent that they will 
right? Mm-hmm. But defensively, they're 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 just not the same product. And I think Giannis is included in that. I watch him sometimes, and I just you know jogging back in transition defense. That didn't used to be Giannis. So I think collectively, they look at themselves on film and they hit rock bottom. And now you have a chance to straighten things out. Look, there's 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 a void in the East at the top of the East with what happened to Embiid, right? So the Bucks know they're in great position to get to the conference finals and then take on the Boston Celtics. It's got to start now, but I think that it's going to come from Giannis more so than Doc. Tim, could you see a scenario where it gets bad enough in the second half of the regular season and in the postseason where the organization is prompted to move on from one of their stars, whether it's Giannis or Dane? Wow, I doubt it. I don't think you make that. I don't think you make that decision after a year. I don't think they do that. I think they would look at ways to enhance the roster around those two guys to bring in more more guys that are hard hat mentality type guys, alley fight guys, like that to go around that offensive talent. They I don't think it would be Giannis or, or Damian Lillard. I think they'd look else, elsewhere to enhance the roster. With what you said about the East, Tim, how much pressure is on Jason Tatum and the Celtics to get it done this year? Uh, a ton. And look, he's, he's had it on him because he's been on teams that have been on a precipice. It feels like year after year after year, right? Boston's in the final four. They're right, they're right there, but they and can't. What happens? They can't quite close the deal. Oh, yeah, right. Here the we Miami go. Heat. Here, Here we go. go. A heat reference, a subtle yeah. heat reference <laughs> out of Evan. Shocker. Uh, yes, a lot of pressure on him. But it, look, they because here's the thing: they definitely have the most talented and most complete starting five in the league. Mm-hmm. Right? That's they have five two-way players, five different guys that you can run your offense through, five different guys that take the other end of the floor seriously. This is his best chance. And if they don't get it done this year, now look, if he plays great, super efficient, shows up in important moments, but they just get outplayed by somebody or somebody else on his team doesn't show. You know, like Porzingis has a terrible series or Jalen Brown struggles and they lose to somebody. I don't think you can lay that at the feet of Jason Tatum, but I think this is the best chance he's had. Everything is aligned for Jason Tatum to win his first title. So it should happen. It, will be, it should be considered, a, a, I think, a massive failure if they don't win it. We are on Sportsman Life presented by Progressive Insurance. Tim Legler joining us here on ESPN Radio. Uh, for these two teams, the Lakers and the Warriors, you would look at both of them and say, it's over this season, get ready for next season, or they still got a shot? I look, I'm, you're, you're, they're always going to be, like, I guess, dangerous because of who they are collectively. I, I can't envision a scenario in which either of those teams makes a deep run. By deep run, that means win a round and then take the second round at least, like the, the distance, six, seven games. You could go either way type situation. You don't necessarily have to go to the conference finals. But I can't envision that happening. The, the, the top of the West is too deep. It's too good. Now, Minnesota, Oklahoma City sitting there might give one of those two teams a shot early only say that because I like both of those teams there's no collective winning experience in their locker room in the postseason and now you'd have to play a Warriors team I just think the Warriors ultimately are too small and probably not good enough defensively to to get stops when you have to have them um you you play either one of those teams though a Steph team a LeBron team that's who you get in the first round that's your reward if you're Minnesota or Oklahoma City that could be a a dicey situation for those teams but that's where it would stop I think because you have Denver you have the Clippers you have Phoenix you have Dallas, which I think is – they're really going to open some eyes, I think, here really? the last 25 games. Yes, Dallas looks really? scary to me. Mm-hmm. With the two, with Those two acquisitions were not talked about. Trading deadline, right? Gafford and P.J. Washington. They now can go the entire game with a legitimate 6'10 and up athletic big with Lively or Gafford. They don't have to go small lineups where they're playing an undersized guy at the five with Powell or Kleba. They've got a legitimate shot-blocking, rim-running center on the floor at all times. And P.J. Washington is just a better fit, a little bit more of a complete player than Grant Williams. So they upgraded both spots. 
Kyrie looks energized right now. I know, look, I know those, we know how Kyrie is. That could go away at some point. But right now, they look scary to me as a team that could legitimately make a run all the way to the conference finals. Wow. Tim, looking at the upper crust of the Western Conference, the Minnesota Timberwolves, Oklahoma City Thunder, L.A. Clippers, and then the Denver Nuggets. Could you see a scenario? Or not a, let me frame it this way. What do the Phoenix Suns need to do to join that group? Mm, man, I think for Phoenix, look, I got some numbers I was looking at this morning. Their, their, their offensive efficiency with those three stars playing is almost unstoppable. And I think mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of what it comes down to for me. Just be there. If all three guys are there and they have another 25 games to play together and assuming nobody else goes down for an extended period of time, by that point, they've got a large enough sample size together where that is, the flow of that offense could be so good it could overcome their defensive weaknesses. Because They're not a great defensive team, but they have enough shooting around those three stars and you have three guys that can beat you every which way. Catch and shoot, isolation, a transition. They can run ball screen. They're all good passers. So those three guys, their fit together offensively might ultimately be too much for anybody in the West to defend. And that's what kind of we're waiting to see. Right now, they're kind of they're, you've seen a, a little bit of it. You need to see that for an extended period of time to convince me that like that's good enough to beat Denver. That's good enough to beat the Clippers, ultimately. Um, and, but I think their offense is what we're going to be looking at more than, than anything else. Is it that good that you can't stop them? Tim, what other teams and storylines should we all be paying attention to in the second half? I um, mean, I think for me, it's 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 this this void that was created in the East with the Knicks and the Cavs now like grabbing that turf. Is one of those teams like legitimately going to convince us that? Well, I could see this team maybe playing in the finals. They're not quite there. That's what's interesting to me because I think, look Embiid. It'd be kind of surprising to me to think about him coming back. Whatever the time frame is, you're talking about coming back five, eight, ten games to go and then going into the playoffs with a guy like that with with injury history. I don't know if they've already internally decided he's not going to play. That's going to be hovering in the air like all year. And if he comes back, that throws a serious monkey wrench into the East because he's just mm-hmm. so dominant. So it's to me, it's 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 that. Is the are the Knicks or the Cavs going to supplant the Milwaukee Bucks as the team that's going to take on the Boston Celtics? I because we kind of know what all those teams in the West are capable of doing. Mm-hmm. The East to me is more interesting because we could you could get a Knicks Celtics conference final. I know I'm speaking right now. People in New York are you know loving to hear that. <laughs> yeah, but, totally. But I can't wait to see the Knicks at full strength. We haven't really seen it since they made the trades. And uh, they were already creating buzz before that. Right now, they're banged up. When they get at full strength, I want to see, is that, do they convince me? And are, are the Cavs a team that everybody just sleeps on? Because they're not that interesting to watch, maybe, necessarily, or entertaining. But they just get it done every night defensively. So, quickly. Yeah, Julius Randle didn't give us a lot of confidence about that. Though. No, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I hear you. So, yeah. Legs, quickly here, ignoring Siege just for a second. Am I hearing this right? Your Eastern Conference Finals, you think, could be Boston and New York, and your Western Conference Finals could be, what, Denver and Dallas? Denver, Dallas, that would not. Yeah, I'm not going to be shocked by that at all if it was Denver, Dallas. So, I wouldn't be surprised in the West if any of these teams were in the Conference Finals. I wouldn't be surprised, obviously, Denver. Clippers, Phoenix, Dallas. I think one of those three teams, I know that sounds like I'm slighting Minnesota and Oklahoma City. It's not that I don't like their teams. I just think, you're, you know, you're going to take them. Are you going to take the, anybody going to take the Oklahoma City Thunder in the best of seven against any of those teams I just mentioned when they're healthy? I, I don't think so. I don't think anybody. No, gonna, you're taking three through eight over one, one and two. In yeah, the last, yeah that's, right? that's, that's the way it looks. It's going to be a weird, weird upside. And I've even mentioned teams like the Pelicans. Like, look how good the Pelicans are. Like, with those three guys, if they're healthy. Like, that's another team that, you know, is dangerous out there. The the West is just too many minefields. And that's why I say teams like the Lakers and Warriors, you're really going to come from the play-in, potentially, or whatever it may be, and run through all that? Not this year. This isn't last year's West where the Lakers got the Warriors and they were just too big for the Warriors. Like, too big, and Clay struggled, 
and now, boom, you're in the conference finals after the year you had. That's, I don't think that's happening again. He's America's analyst. He can analyze anything. Uh, he will do basketball, though, with Chris Carlin uh, on Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, Celtics and Knicks. Tim Legger, you'll see him again up 8 a.m. Eastern time. Thank you, Legs. You got it. A lot of NBA games to get tickets to, CC, by way of Vivid Seats. Oh, uh, yeah. Secure your seats and memories this year with Vivid Seats. Your home for every dunk, every slap shot, and every stolen base. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards, you earn with every purchase from buzzer beaters to walk-off home runs. Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Each and every day, Pat Costello, our producer, gives us things around sports, entertainment, and his life that he's over. He's sick of. What do you have? For us, Todd. I'm still mad about that lasagna thing. It was terrible. <laughs> um, Bryce Harper was not in the top 10 of MLB Network's top 100 players right now going into 2024. And keeping him out of the top 10 is an absolute joke. Bryce Harper is so clearly a top 10 player. I don't know how it's possible that he was 10, but somehow Shohei Otani was four and Mike Trout was 12. So I'm not sure if this list is very good. Why wouldn't Shohei be in the top 10? Well, how is he four? That's yeah, my point. He, he should be one. one. Oh, yeah. How is okay. he not number one? <laughs> I, yeah, I would put him number one, too. I was just didn't know where you were going with it. Okay, so if if he's in, if Bryce Harper's in the top ten, then who's out? Julio Rodriguez, Garrett Cole, uh, but most notably Aaron Judge, who was number three. What? Stop it. How well, yeah, how many games did Judge play in? Like 100, 105 games, something like that? He played in. I mean, I'm waiting for the real list that comes out around 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time games, when yeah. Smalls has her list of top five MLB players. That's Pat's the one not going to like it. Pat's not going to like it. Well, he's mad that he's not in the top ten, right? You're doing the top five? I'm doing the top five, but Pat's not going to like it. Now, I must ask the question. The MLB Network list and your list, is it projected for this season or as we currently stand? Uh, it's a hybrid of both for me. Okay. It's as we currently stand, plus guys, I think at the end of the year will still be in the top five. Because I wonder if Otani at four is because he's not pitching. Yes, that's right. Because if he's if he's healthy enough to pitch, and you don't have him as the best, most valuable player in baseball, that's ridiculous. What are we doing? Right. So I I would assume Pat that theirs is based on projection for this upcoming season. But he, no? but he still had forty four home runs and batted over three hundred last year. Is that good? 
That's pretty. I mean, that's pretty. Damn who was that? Who was above him on their list again? On the MLB Network, it was Network? Mookie. It was. It was Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, and Ronald Acuna was Acuna. one. Aaron Judge at three is disgusting. He was injured last year. That's Two awful. years prior, he broke the record. I would be concerned if I'm a Yankee fan when Aaron Judge. I don't know how Aaron Judge is over Shohei Otani, and I'm a Yankees fan. Yeah, I don't know how that's possible. I, I don't know how that's possible. Shohei Otani had 44 home runs. He played in 135 games last year. I mean, especially when Judge is out there saying to his toe is going to be an issue that's on a day to day basis. He's still in baseball and OPS too, by the way. Yeah. Next one, Pat. I also think that baseball has to address the issue they're having with their jerseys right now. When yeah, you've what got, is going on? When that? you've got guys, Trey Turner's out here being like, we all hate these. These are terrible. We we hate these. They have to address them. It's like pretty embarrassing looking when you've got pictures from like early media days coming out and you can see the jerseys through guys' pants. Like, what's going on there? What are we doing? So what happened? They changed their jersey. Like, what's this? Like uh, Kramer on Seinfeld with the material or George with the material in the jerseys. What happened here? They just changed all the, the... That's what it sounds like. And it sounds like the players don't like it. They're pushing back against it. Do you but rem- it does look tacky when you can see the the bottom of the jersey through the pants. Well, and the names on the back yeah, don't look great. Uh, yeah, They're too just, small. Yeah. You remember when the NBA changed the basketball and everybody hated it? And David Stern made recipes just like, all right, we should change it back. And just change it back. Like, you can admit mistakes and move on. Yeah. This seems like a mistake here. But I still don't even know why they did it in the first place. Very confused by this. It's just a new manufacturer, basically. Yeah. So they're trying to. The it literally is George jer- Costanza. The idea that the jerseys are see through is actually kind of funny to me. Is it? Well, I mean, you can see through the jerseys. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's kind rid- of funny. It's, it's ridiculous. This is a multi-billion-dollar organization, and that's the best we can do. Did nobody try them on before they sent so them the to the team? So the manufacturer paid so much for the sponsorship yep. that they couldn't actually produce a quality jersey for the players to wear. Right, they used their money is, to, is that, to is get that the how deal done. Maybe. Exactly. But I can't understand it. A bunch of people had to sign off on this. A yeah. bunch of people got in a room, they looked at it, and they were like, yes, this is it. No, I like CC hypothetical better than anything here so here's how i'm playing this out company x is like okay we can bid on the rights to be the ones that make the jerseys and as part of our big partnership with mlb we're the jersey manufacturer which in theory gets you the back end sales on kids and other people buying the jerseys but they used all their money for the partnership and they didn't have enough money left to actually make the jerseys so now they have see-through this is a curb episode it really or it was a Seinfeld episode it's amazing next thing you know the nameplates are going to be ironed on it's amazing they're not going to be stitched on they're going to iron them on and they peel off during the game no everybody's (laughs) no everybody's going Yankees they don't have the names in the back of the jerseys why is that we can't afford to put them on there next one Pat I'm so over how expensive fast food is right now. It is. It used to be like a cheap and quick alternative. Now you're dropping like a cool 15 bucks for one meal. It has gotten so astronomical and so ridiculous. It's not even a viable alternative anymore. Really? Like, don't most places have like discounted menus and stuff? Yeah, like even those. But even something. those are expensive now. Really? The value menus are like four bucks. It's not that. That's not value. It's not value. It's not. Which only highlights the best deal when you're trying to figure out what you're going to have for dinner. Hibachi. No, the best deal, if you're going to go out and grab something really quickly, the grocery store-bought chicken. It's the, the roasted best, one? The, the roasted rotisserie one. chicken. The yeah. best deal. I mean, oh, you go yeah. to the grocery store, you get a 
cooked chicken, it's 10 bucks. Yep. I mean, if you want to go home and add some teriyaki or barbecue sauce to it, pop it in the oven, warm it up, it's the best deal. It's 10 bucks. You can have dinner that night and you can have lunch the next day. Yep. I don't, know, I don't know if that's it's, the best deal. You're not, you're Ten not, bucks is pretty it's better, expensive. It's better than the damn value menu at a fast food spot. You're yeah, not I'm wrong, but Hibachi's I'm, I'm trying one. to offer you solutions, Pat. Hibachi stinks. <gasps> I'm sorry, what did you just Hibachi's say? Hibachi stinks. It's not stink. Yes, it does. Hibachi is amazing. No, it's not. What? It's you, just not that good. You're paying for the show, and it's not that entertaining. What? How many times can you watch a guy light some onions on fire before you get it? I agree. We need we need an evolution of of the hibachi. We can't always have the entertainment value is a little bit tacky, but the food is good. And you get really good. It's basic food. No, you get for like twenty one dollars. You get like a chicken and vegetables and rice and soup and salad, lobster, tremendous. And then on the way and then on the way home, you're stopping for a value meal because you're hungry. Still hungry. Well, hungry no, after hibachi. Oh, after hibachi, no, 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 no. I need to you go lay down. You guys have gone to the wrong exactly. hibachi place. Hibachi's places. terrible. Oh my god! That miso ginger sauce. Oh, oh, so I could drink it. It's, it's amazing. If it's I amazing. could literally, if you put it in front of me, I'll do it on the air. <laughs> I will drink it. the ginger sauce okay, on oh, the air so with good. nothing else. It's so good. The one you dip oh. the rice and oh, chicken yeah, in. So good. I say double, no mustard. See, I don't dip. I actually pour it on the. Yeah, I do both. That's good. Yeah. Yep. I love when they crack the egg on the hibachi and then they oh, chop they it up in the rice. All right, that's good. it. When are we going to hibachi? Anytime. Oh, man, I sure down. do want to pay $21 to watch a guy make good. scrambled eggs. You guys ain't invited. Hold on, to be fair, we went to hibachi with uh, Keith. When he was up here one time, took us all out to hibachi. Pat actually ordered like rice and chicken. I got chicken fried but rice. But not the hibachi one from the actual kitchen. And Keyshawn was paying for it? Yeah. Go out Why wouldn't you order up the wazoo? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that hibachi in Connecticut is probably a little bit different than hibachi in New York. Hibachi City. everywhere is terrible. It doesn't matter where you are. Uh, I'm ignoring Pat. Are we in for hibachi? 100% I'm in. I'm 100% in for okay. hibachi. 100%. All right. Justin, All right. get ready. Justin, get ready for what? Justin, Ex- pay for it. Expense that. He's not going to expense the Wi-Fi. <laughs> he's not, he's not expense the wifi. Wifi. I'm saying I want to have a great hibachi dinner with us and exclude you guys just to rub it in because you're anti-hibachi people. It do, it's not going to take convincing. I'm not going to say yes anyway. So. Javante can come. Javante, you in on hibachi? Sure, you guys paying for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.